Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. In 1950, my father, who was born and bred in Iowa, made a trip to visit friends in Colorado and fell in love with Colorado. So he took a job sort of sight unseen in Gunnison, Colorado, which at that time was a one-horse town. Main Street was still unpaved. There was one stoplight. And then he went there to find housing for his family, and there wasn't any. And so we moved to Gunnison, Colorado, on the western slope, into a travel trailer. And in 1951, travel trailers did not have bathrooms in them. <clears throat> I was 11, my brother Tom was seven, and I was his babysitter when my parents were working. And somebody who told a story about feral uh, childhood, that was definitely what childhood was like then. And normally we would play outside, and we would play outside anywhere we wanted to. And as long as we're home in time for dinner. And, um, but this was a Saturday, and it was a cold, rainy day. So we had to stay inside. Well, the fact that there was no bathrooms in the trailers meant that the owner of the trailer park actually had built a building especially for that reason. And in that building were showers, toilets, um, and a laundry room. And in this laundry room, it was huge. And one end had a ringer washer and two laundry tubs. And then the rest of it was empty. But the landlord, whose name was Mr. Jones, was very fastidious. So that place was spotless. And my mother's greatest compliment to someone, you could eat off the floor. It was so clean. The floor highly waxed and polished, and the walls so white that they made your eyes hurt. And that's because it was whitewash and not paint. <clears throat> so this rainy day, my brother and I were playing with Monopoly and checkers, and we got bored very quickly because being cramped into a small space is hard for kids. And we decided to take some of our stuff and move into the laundry room because nobody was around. <clears throat> And we went into the laundry room, and we just spread everything out on the floor because the floor was so clean. We didn't care. We could crawl around on it, lay on it. It was great. And we played jacks, and we did coloring books, and we got bored with that, too, because we just needed some physical activity. Had a jump rope with us, and we even did that for a while. And then we played a game that we designed ourselves, and it used a small ball, and you would throw the ball against the wall, and when it came back and hit the floor, when it came rebound, you jumped over it. And you made the game tougher every time by hitting the wall a little higher. And then the ball would rebound higher, and you'd have to jump over, and you couldn't touch it. Well, we did that for a while, and then I don't know if it was because I was the oldest kid or uh, I wanted to show off, but I took the ball on my turn, and I threw it at the wall, and it didn't hit the wall. It hit that space that the wall, where the wall and the ceiling joined. 
And instead of bouncing back, that ball took off toward the washer and the tubs. And one thing we didn't notice before, because it was too high for us, for a child to reach, was there was a shelf above the laundry tubs. And on that shelf was a bottle of bluing. An ancient bottle of bluing. It was so old that it had a cork instead of a screw-on lid. We watched that ball, and just as if it had magnetic tension in it, it headed straight for the bottle of bluing, way out of our reach. There was nothing we could do but watch... And it hit that bluing just like a bowling ball when you have one last pin to knock down. And that bluing lifted into the air. And it went up as high as it could go, and then it made this elegant arch and kept arching toward the floor and the other side of the room. And when it got at the right angle, the cork flew out. And then we had a waterfall, a beautiful blue, the most intense, gorgeous blue ever of a waterfall headed for the floor. And then when the bottle crashed, the blueing just splashed up in a huge splash onto the whitewashed wall and the floor. At first... We were just stunned into inactivity. We had no idea what to do next. And then I walked over and bent down to pick up the cork. And for some reason, instead of just picking it up, I made a tentative circle on the wall. (laughs) And then the wind changed. Actually, there was no wind in the room. But what happened is something or someone entered that room and entered our bodies. And we became something other than who we were. Uninhibited, we began painting that wall. And we had hundreds of dots, handprints, hand swoops. We made mountains, we made dogs, we made cats, we made trees, and we were just having the best time, just like kids in a mud puddle. Oh, we just were rolling in blueing. And then we heard footsteps. (laughs) And we stepped back, and the door opened, and there was Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones didn't even look at us. He looked at the wall up and down, and then he looked at it again, and then he looked at the floor and the footprints of blue all over his beautiful floor, and then he turned around and walked out, slamming the door behind him. The silence was excruciating. We needed to be yelled at or something. We didn't know what to do next. We dreaded going into our house, into our trailer, 
So he went to the other side of the laundry room and, that was clean and sat on the floor and just waited. We didn't even talk to each other. We sat there and the light started to fade and it got dark and we didn't even get up and turn on the light. We didn't move. We just sat there waiting for our parents to come home. Soon we heard the doorknob. And in came Mr. Jones with my parents. Our parents didn't say anything either. They all, each were carrying a bucket of soapy water with scrub brushes and clean rags. And they sat one down by each of us and then started to walk out. And my dad turned around and said, you have one week to wash all of the bluing off of the floor and the walls. And you're grounded until then. So every day after school, when you get home, this is what you're doing. And we tried. Well, actually, actually, the bluing came off the floor with no sweat because he had it so highly waxed. But whitewash is not paint. That mural was on there just like a fresco from Rome. And it was going to last that long, too. So every day, we scrubbed, and we scrubbed, and we got rough hands, and we got sore hands. And it didn't change one bit. Our parents knew. So did Mr. Jones. They knew it wasn't going to ever work. But we scrubbed, and we scrubbed, and we scrubbed. Finally, after one week, my father so told us, you know, you did a good job. You did what, what you were told. You worked hard. And so your punishment is over. And I don't know what we learned from this story. <laughs> except, except I swear to you, something did come into that room. And the other thing I learned is I want to do that again. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.